Evelyn, and this is episode 22, Consistency. I'm super excited about this episode because I think that consistency is one of the biggest winners that you can absolutely come to whenever you're putting together your best self, getting yourself together to live the best life, and you're trying to make this the greatest year ever, especially coming off of the year that we just had. And it's like one of the greatest secrets that if you can achieve this element, then you will achieve the successes that you need to continue with the goals that you have individually, whatever they may be. Maybe you want to be the PTA mom that makes the most amount of healthy snacks for the classes coming up. Or maybe you want to be the, you know, athlete who runs the most yards or the track meet you want to win or the reading competition or anything that you're trying to do. This is going to be the secret, one of the secrets to getting you where you want to be. Maybe you want to be an entrepreneur or you want to write a book or, you know, use your creative mind. These are things that are going to end up uh, being elements to your success. And if there's anything in the world that I can do, it's something that I want to do is, is make a difference. That is what this podcast is all about, making a difference and having a group of people to go on this journey with me to identify what are the things that we need to help us be fantastic and liberated and courageous, independent in our own right and creative and not afraid to show it, innovative, challenging ourselves to go to that next step. And I think that a lot of it will have to do with this uh, episode, which is consistency. Now, consistency can be looked at in a couple different ways. It can be really, really great, but it can also have its downfall too, not going to lie. Consistency cannot be so awesome when you have it in the form of a habit that is over your head and creating that cloud of darkness above you. Maybe it's something that you shouldn't be doing. Maybe it's something that is unhealthy for you, but feels so good to do or in that line, right? And then consistency can be awesome. And we're going to be talking about mostly the awesome today, but I didn't want to cast a shadow over the darkness of consistency as well, which of course is having bad habits and the lack of willpower. We discussed in the previous podcast about how having willpower is such an amazing strength to acquire, right? Well, it can also be a disadvantage if you are being consistent with your habits that are bad for you, either mentally or physically, and that should not be ignored, right? So I think we're going to kick off by talking about those bad habits first, and then we're going to turn it around a little bit and talk about how consistency, again, will help you reach the goals that you need to reach and 
find that place that you need to be in so that you don't remember what it was like when you were doing it the wrong way. And that is something so miraculous and so wonderful about consistency is that when you're heading in the right direction and you're doing it with the positive energy that you need and you're looking at it from a different perspective and you can see the affirmed light that's at the end of your goals tunnel and you're coming closer and closer and closer to achieving that goal, how that makes you feel. And that feeling is in turn what uh, really makes this whole consistency thing make sense. Okay. So in the spirit of talking about the negative impacts of consistency, you can start by doing something today. And if you enjoy it and it's bad for you, you can do it every single day because you just love so much the way that it makes you feel. And that could be sleeping in late, it could be sitting on the couch, it could be eating a certain food, and you just loved it so much that you decide to eat that same food as much as possible. Maybe it was easy on your wallet for a while there. I had slipped off my diet a couple years ago, and I realized that I had been spending a ton of money on lunch. I had been going out to eat for lunch every single day on my lunch break, and it was always, I couldn't go to the same place every day during the week, so I had to go to a different place, and I was just racking up the money in lunch, and then I realized, hey, you know what? I love oodles and noodles, love ramen noodles. I could eat for 10 cents a day, I'll be totally fine, I'll just mix up my flavors, right? And I'll just be like I was in college all over again. I will eat ramen noodles every day and I will save myself hundreds of dollars a month just by eating lunch, you know, with ramen every day. Good stuff, right? Wrong. Just like you gain the freshman 15 when you're in college because you're eating ramen every day, that not only follows you into your post-college days, but it does it even worse. Instead of a a freshman 15, you're now gaining an adult 20. Trust me on that. And that's even harder to lose. Consistency. You do it every day. You make a habit. And then you like that habit. And sometimes that habit is not good for you. The thing about habits is that they tell you that it takes 30 days to form one. Which means that it takes 30 days to break yourself out of it. Now there's different things that you can do to try to break yourself out of some bad habits. Journaling them is one that everybody was telling me to do. And I was finding a hard time being consistent with journaling. Especially when it came to my eating. Every single thing I had to write down. Every single thing I had to be mindful of. Be mindful, everybody kept saying. Be mindful of this. Be mindful of that. I was trying. It was time consuming. It was hard. However... Uh, I think that a lot of consistency has to do with commitment. You have to be someone who's sure of what you want and be okay with what you got to do to get there. And sometimes those roads are rocky, but if you follow them with the right tools and a good map, then you should be okay. We're going to be talking about that map in a couple minutes, but I definitely wanted to elaborate on the bad habits and how we all have them, right? Nobody is perfect. We all do 
some very interesting things over and over and over again in order to maybe get our voice heard. Maybe it's to make things a little bit easier on ourselves or alleviate a little bit of stress. Or maybe it is, and I talked about this in the strength episode previous to this, maybe it is just because you're avoiding something. So you keep doing the same thing and it becomes more comfortable and more comfortable. Occasionally, there will be things that are my responsibility to take care of that I don't like doing. And if nobody's noticing that I'm not doing, occasionally I will skip that uh, to save myself the stress. If I skip it a couple times and uh, nobody notices, it becomes the new normal. And that is not good. And I usually don't, I realize it immediately and make positive changes to my schedule, obviously. However, it never stops bothering me that the lack of commitment in that area was something that plagued me to the point of creating a new habit just to not do it. And, you know, in the group of friends that I have and, you know, my family and, you know, the talks that we have and and the life that I've lived with them and things like that, I know that we all have these little quirks, right? We all have these habits that we feel add such a wonderful, liberating feeling to our life because we get to do them all the time, but they might not be the best thing for us. We know in the back of the cobwebs of our brain where we put those things, where we know that we're not supposed to be doing them, eating the brownie at one o'clock in the morning when you get up from the couch to go to the bed. Yep, that's me. Uh, Something that I had to stop myself from. I ended up hanging up old pictures of my 22-year-old self on the refrigerator to remind myself why going into the kitchen late night is a bad idea. Bad idea. Occasionally, I will, you know, put up affirmations. And uh, these affirmations will not only tell me where I want to be in the future, but sometimes I'll put a little reminder of the consequences to that action. Right? So maybe not going for that walk is going to be the amount of exercise that I needed to lose that additional five pounds. So you best go for that walk or you're going to be feeling bad about it tomorrow. Or maybe it's something in the opposite direction. Like telling myself that if I go out to the the swamp sanctuary again, that I need to fill my tank with gas because I'm going to forget. I'm going to get my car again. When I don't have any gas, I'll be real mad at myself, right? So it's little things. It's big things. It's habits. It's forming them. And then, of course, how to pull yourself out of a bad habit and how both of those can intertwine relentlessly with this cycle of consistency, right? So the positive side to consistency. Recognizing how you want to make the change is the first step that you want to take. Once you identify this change and the positives that are going to come out of it for making it, you want to definitely lay out an outline for yourself. It doesn't have to be super scholarly, but lay the outline for yourself of the steps that you're willing to take to do that. And that's where the commitment comes into play. I oftentimes talk about a college professor that I had in my technology and career planning classes when I was younger and he was so egotistical. This professor was so into himself and I remember on the first day him coming into class and him saying, learning about media is going to change you forever. It's never going to make you look at television and radio the same way again. 
and he said, I get up every day. He said, I am 63 years old, and I get up every day at 5 o'clock in the morning, and I run on the treadmill for an hour and a half. And then I get off the treadmill, and I have a healthy breakfast, and I read the newspaper. After I read the newspaper, I iron all of my clothes, and I take a shower, and I get dressed, and I come to work, and I work late every day, and I know that I'm going to get home by 7 p.m., and I go, and I watch Jeopardy, and I go ahead, and I do it all over again. And I remember looking at him, and I remember thinking, what is your quality of life? You are so satisfied with yourself that these consistencies have made you the person that you are today. But the joke was on me. Because later on I realized that not only had he taught the family members who had gone to college there before me, which is pretty magnificent, but he went on to teach for about 15, 10, 15 years after I left. So he was almost 80 years old. He pushed himself through his tenure and they had to ask him to retire so that he could give other professors the opportunity to teach because that's how much he loved his job. And I'd be lying to you if I didn't tell you that he had an impact on me because I am talking about him to this day, and that was 20 years ago. True. Truer words have not been spoken. He was an incredible professor who taught me about life while teaching me about the media and technology communicating, and that was an element that I needed for business management that I don't think that I would be in the place today if it weren't for that. And... The moral of that particular story is the fact that he came out of the gates right in the first day of that class talking about his schedule every single day. That's me. That is the consistency that keeps you in line with your goals. It takes away the pish posh and the time wasters of every spare minute of your life. I do think that the consistency being as strict as what he had, it causes a, a multitude of stress. I would be lying to you if I didn't tell you that it made me stressed out just to hear him talk about it as a young uh, grasshopper uh, in college. But it made sense to me. Over the years, it started to make more and more sense to me. I was finding that the people that I surrounded myself with who followed a strict regimen of getting up early and going to work, working hard, and having a habitual schedule, maybe not every single day, but maybe it was every other day, uh, were really finding themselves in positions that were of great achievements. They were thinking clearer, they were more fit, they were holding their age better, you know, and and while the other part of life is so much easier to coast through, right? The spontaneous, live by the edge of your seat, you know, not plan every single night down to the very T. You know, it's so fun not to know what the next thing is going to be or not to plan everything out with an agenda and a course of action. You know, that is so enticing and so much easier, right? And I realized through the art of consistency that sometimes the things that are easiest aren't what's best for us. It's a hard lesson to learn, and uh, it's something that those of us who have an element of stubbornness to us have a hard time adjusting to, but it's the truth. Consistency takes some sacrifice. 
maybe you like to sleep in. And waking up early is going to sacrifice those hours that you're sleeping in. Start small and break it back if it's something that will help you in reaching the goal that you're trying to achieve. Maybe you work the night shift and it's not a possibility for you. And that makes sense too. But consistency is something that you incorporate to many things. Perhaps you're in charge of putting on a meeting at work every day. And you're the person who everybody depends on being there because you don't want to be late every day. Make a habit of being early. Because it's not just you that you're affecting. It's everybody who's waiting for you to have that meeting. And a lot of things in your life work that way. Sometimes it affects the one person and sometimes it affects several people. In my case, I make decisions that affect me very often, but I also make decisions that affect many other people. And the decisions that affect me are being consistent in my eating habits. When quarantine happened, I, you know, went into, like many other people, a anxiety mode where I just wanted to start stockpiling food because I didn't know what the next day was going to bring. You know, I didn't know what was going to close down. I had seen this special where uh, all of these supply ships were halting production and I got in my head that the production was going to be stopping for some of our products and some of our foods that we are used to having. And so I stocked up on some canned goods and things and I called it my quarantine cupboard. And my quarantine cupboard obviously was full of things that were bad for me to eat. And I know that I talk about that on a recurring cycle in this podcast series, but it's like my biggest struggle is food. I love it and I'm really good with it. I'm creative with it. I make excuses for it. Uh, I think that it's an addiction like any other. And when quarantine happened, it was the most beautiful excuse for me to say, hey, you know what? I'm not going to cook so much. As a matter of fact, I am going to live off of canned goods and packaged items that are full of all kinds of chemicals that keep them okay in cans and packages. And, you know, I'm just going to expect uh, that I'm not going to gain any weight from this because you got to have food, right? And I'm just going to live like... I am coasting through, cooking the absolute smallest amount of food possible, but the worst for me, because it's quote unquote, and I'm doing air quotes, convenient, right? Wrong. I ended up getting out of my whole dieting and fitness routine just so that I could sit around and, you know, start to think about how I was going to be active with this quarantine situation. I had actually bought a five day a week each DVD set of Richard Simmons sweating to the oldies because it had five DVDs. I thought I could do this Monday through Friday. I could still eat my quarantine covered goods. I could really trick the system here and make it happen in my advantage. No. I worked out five days in a row. On the fifth day, I was so sore, you know, because I totally underestimated Rich's whole sweating to the oldies ordeal. I thought that that was going to be a walk in the park because we were hopping around the oldies, but no, no, no. It definitely was a soreness that I hadn't felt in quite a long time. And any of the listeners who have worked out recently and uh, hadn't worked out in a while, and you feel that soreness, you know what I mean. So after that, I kind of 
threw the DVD set to the side after bragging about it for a month, doing it for a week. I started eating these bad foods, and over the course of time, I, I didn't gain that much weight, but I started feeling this tremendous guilt that I was talking about in the beginning of the episode. That guilt is, you know, what was forming the consistencies of everyday eating and making excuses for why this was right and not caring about my health so much because I couldn't, you know, do anything with my hair, couldn't do anything with my nails, couldn't take care of myself. I started walking again and, um... It's a funny story. I was, I was walking and uh, through through the quarantine, it was everything that I could do. I started getting cabin fever. I wanted to be outside of my house and uh, I um, started walking and I've got um, my two dogs and one of them is incredibly old and we're walking and I've got my headset on and everything is great and all of a sudden I feel this weight behind me. And I, uh, you know, I'm startled, but I have no idea what's going on. And I turn around and one of my dogs is absolutely passed out. Scared the crap out of me because my dogs are like my children. I'm definitely a fur mama. And I turn around and I just dropped into the grass immediately and started pouring water all over, all over my dog, trying to, you know, figure out what was going on. She was overheated and um, it took her a second to wake up. And when she did, she was kind of confused a little bit. And I felt like a terrible dog mom. But uh, I picked her up, I scooped her up, I brought her home, and in talking with my friends and everything, because I was watching the news. The news was plaguing me during the pandemic. I just, I, at first I was addicted to it, started watching it every day, consistently, scared the crap out of myself, didn't want to watch it anymore, so I started being more active uh, on my breaks and things like that by walking and, uh, you know, sufficing the whole guilt feeling for eating the quarantine food by getting some fitness in uh, outside of Richard Simmons and hopping around to those oldies every day. Well, once I got back inside, I started talking to my friends and things and found out that the heat degree index in the middle of the summer was about 104 degrees. I had no idea. Because I was sweating, my body was self-cooling and I wasn't feeling that heat, but apparently my poor precious dog was. Well, that was just enough of a scare to talk me out of going for a walk for the rest of the summer. And I didn't get any fitness in. So here I am eating quarantine foods. I'm not getting any exercise. I am off my diet and I am just feeling this weight of guilt that's following me around. So then when I decided that I was going to make a change, I was going to start eating right. I was going to start working out every day again. I was going to start taking care of my nails at home, I was going to start taking care of my hair at home and starting to, you know, really pay attention to my dental care and uh, my eye health. Uh, I really, you know, missed that commitment. I missed that consistency. And, um, you know, it had taken away when I started contributing these things back into my life. It started taking away stress that I didn't even know had accumulated over time which was amazing to me that once I subtracted that out, I could breathe again. And I didn't even realize that I'd been suffocating in the first place, which is so interesting, right? How we get ourselves into these situations. We don't understand exactly how we got ourselves there, but once we get out of them, it's another area of strength, like the last episode where you turn around and you look at it and you're like, wow, I made this happen. But as fast as you can get it in consistent form is as fast as it can go away. 
you have to keep these things up. You got to keep the ball in the air. You got to keep it moving. And this goes not just with dieting goals, but it goes with several other goals. It could go with a workout plan. It could go with a lesson plan. It could go with, if you're a parent, a chore list, uh, a working virtually with your child plan. It could be being a better wife or being a better husband or being a better brother, brother, sister, cousin, whatever, a friend, right? And these are things that maybe you don't want to forget anybody's birthday or anniversary. Maybe you want to keep a tighter calendar. Maybe you want to, you know, keep a better upkeep on your car, take more trips, travel more often. Maybe you want to be more consistent with the steps that you need to take care of these items. But remember always that you can lose them by not being consistent as fast as you've got them. It may take you a hundred days to form something beautiful, but it will only take you one day to lose it. So I think that the biggest challenge with this episode and finding it within yourself is conquering the commitment to being consistent. Having that commitment there will bring you such a gratifying feeling and it will free up so much additional time for you to tweak and go in and remarkably remarkably recover some of the passions that you have that maybe got hidden over time for one thing or another. Maybe you're an artist and you love to paint and you have been putting it on the back burner for this, that, or the other. And now is the time to be consistent with that goal. Maybe you want to start by buying the paint and then you want to buy the brushes and then you want to buy the canvas and then you'll buy the easel. And then all of a sudden you'll be setting aside space in your house and then a time each day. And you can just carve this goal into something consistently that is going to produce something so magnificent that you can turn around and you can look at yourself and see how proud you are of the everyday, of the habitual consistency of putting together something that is going to enlighten your life so much that you've given that gift to yourself. And then you can turn around and you can show the gratitude to yourself. And you can do those affirmations and you can set those goals and you can find out what elements it's going to take to achieve them. Consistency is something that is not easy. It is something that takes willpower. It is also something that gives you such a great and grand sense of achievement once you've accomplished these items that you don't want to let them go. I can't tell you how many people I know, uh, and I am not one of them by any stretch of the imagination, go to the gym and they say afterwards that they, you know, at first that they don't like it, it's hard, they got to push through it they're sore. It's tough, right? And then they start going consistently. A couple months later, you find that after they start losing weight and after they start feeling all this energy and they start telling people about it and they feel the energy coming off of them and they're they're feeling excited because they're inspiring people and everything is, you know, falling into place. You'll find that they'll start saying they love the gym. Their new lifestyle is the gym. And again, I'm just using this as an example, but it falls under many different categories that are aside from the gym. Something that you don't like could be something that you love a couple months from now. It just takes commitment, and that commitment is hard. It's hard to falter from. 
like any other commitment it's easy to stray you have temptation and saying no to that temptation is the best thing that you can do for yourself because that's exactly why it's tempting you in the first place because you know that you can't have it because the grass is always greener on the other side well most times you'll find that the grass is not greener on the other side you just have to water your garden better and that's a lot of times what people will tell you who have been there and learned the lesson of inconsistencies anyway it is an incredible and humbling experience to be able to talk about consistencies with you in this episode. I think that they're a game changer beyond recognition. There are a lot of things that I do in my life that are consistencies that work out in my favor. Uh, all, all It goes from the very smallest of, you know, being there for somebody who is, you know, maybe homesick or maybe they don't have uh, some of the gifts that, you know, other people have been given, and uh, I'd like to do anything that I can to help because it's the nature of who I am, all the way to something that's very complicated and vast majority to people that are, like, grieving loss. It's terrible. You can't change it, and there are different healthy practices mentally that you can go through every single day that psychologically you can help yourself deal with those kind of things, Uh, or... Maybe it's something, a stress with a job that's out there that if you consistently take the right notes and you say the right things to the right people and you're organized enough and you practice these very difficult but administrative duties that, you know, are plaguing you, that that will make you achieve the goals that you're looking to succeed with. Maybe it's as easy as sitting on the edge of your child's bed and asking them how their day was. A lot of us forget to do that. And asking your husband or your wife or, you know, a family member or a friend how they're doing and showing that consideration is something that oftentimes gets overlooked. But if you show consistency with it, it really does prove that you care and show your genuine interest in the goals of others and teaches you lessons. We're always learning lessons. Every day that you wake up, you are a better person than the day before. Whether it was a bad day or a good day, it gives you a clean slate to start all over again. And consistencies are just that. If you make a bad decision and you're doing it consistently, you always have the opportunity to stop as each day gives you a new chance to make a bold decision. And each day also gives you a new chance to do what you were doing before all over again, only make it better than the day before outshine your previous goals and rise to the top of whatever you're trying to achieve. Please, if you have any comments or questions, uh, please don't hesitate to write to my private messaging on Instagram at Life Over Matter Podcast. Also, you can leave me a voice message on my Life Over Matter Podcast page. Uh, you can uh, sign up for some consulting on clarity.com if you want me to break some of these items down for you or uh, you could even go to my Twitter and you can reshare some of my podcast episodes or all of my podcast episodes to anybody that you think might benefit from them and uh, I hope that you as myself are practicing some of these techniques for being your best self in 2021 Uh, This is something that we're all in this together. I'm by no stretch 
any imagination am I a doctor or a psychiatrist I am just a human being humble and uh, trying to make it through every day being a better person each day forward than I was the last and I am incredibly uh, excited for you to join me on this journey so with all that being said thank you so much for listening until next time have a great night afternoon morning whichever is ahead for you